Welcome to the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. Your host here, E. Vandervliet, with his trusted canine sidekick, Woody, where we bring you the news raw, unfiltered, and with no chaser. And once again, you have found the PBO Podcast, Politics and Brown Liquor. And a quick note about this episode of Politics and Brown Liquor. This is from a show that I recorded uh, the other day that, honestly, it, it wasn't up to standard, so I trashed it. But in that episode, I spoke about the legal team that Trump has, and one of the, the viewers on YouTube, Tom, how you doing, Tom? Tom had asked, to talk, asked me to talk about Trump's legal team, so I took an attempt at it. It's a cursory overview of Trump's legal team. It's not a deep dive, but I thought I'd go ahead, pull that out of that segment that I trashed and present it to you so you have some idea who Trump's team is. He's got some pretty good people on his team, so here you go. Please enjoy, and again, happy Thanksgiving. I hope you and your family are having an absolutely wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Give a special thanks out to all of you who are listening to the show, have listening to the show, are regular listeners to the show. In the last 30 days, uh, we, we have just grown exponentially. And I, again, from the bottom of my heart, I want to say thank you for uh, being a participant in this conversation. And I do encourage you to participate in the conversation. You can email me at thepblpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also interact with me on Twitter at thepblpodcast and parlor at thepblpodcast, as well as uh, YouTube, Politics and Brown Liquor. And again, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you. It has been an absolute joy Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Let's talk about the lawyers for the campaigns right now. Uh, One of my uh, YouTube listeners um, asked to kind of dig into the – talk about the lawyers, the legal team that's going on right now. Now, So here's an article I found from the Daily Signal. And, you know, it's funny. As as I'm researching all of this – and I I stopped using Google, by the way, because Google – when I use Google, it seems limited in the searches. Have you guys found that too? There just doesn't seem to be much go- much that you can find uh, that speaks um, ill of Biden, of the Democrats. And so I, st- I use other search engines, and I'm not going to give them a plug because I don't really think they're that great either because big tech is suppressing information and suppressing data. But anyway, I digress. So I found some stuff that I'll go over, and it's cursory stuff, not deep dives into these, le- these lawyers. But uh, there's some lawyers here that, interesting enough, do have the, the criteria or the, the pedigree to f- – um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for, to challenge cases or take cases to the Supreme Court. Because one of the criticisms that have happened or that have been given to this administration is they don't have any constitutional lawyers on their team. And I argue that, you know, just about every lawyer is a constitutional lawyer to an extent because law is a, our, our supreme law of the land is the Constitution of the United States of America. So everything kind of stems from the Constitution. So every lawyer that goes to law school, and if you lawyers out there, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure you all are versed in the Constitution of the United States. So here are the lawyers, the eight players uh, in the legal team of the election fight. Justin R. Clark is number one. Interesting enough, Justin Clark began a career in politics working for one of the last two candidates, a Democrat caught up in the contested presidential election, then vice president 
Al Gore. Mm -hmm. Clark did accounting work for Gore's 2000 presidential campaign, NBR reported, and on his path to taking the role of deputy campaign manager and senior counsel in the Trump 2020 re-election campaign. Clark, 45, grew up as a centrist Democrat in Connecticut. Another centrist, Senator Joe Lieberman, Democrat, Connecticut, was Gore's vice presidential presidential pick in 2000. Uh, Clark later evolved into a Republican, and in 2010 and 2014, he managed the unsuccessful Connecticut gubernatorial campaigns of GOP nominee Tom Foley. So Clark went through this process. This is what's interesting about this. You see, it, it, it starts, the picture starts to evolve what the Trump campaign is doing. This is a lawyer who worked on the, 20, the 2000 election between Gore v. Bush, or Bush v. Gore, however you want to put it so so there there's somebody with some experience in this then you got mark a scaringi i may say mark's last name wrong i apologize mark a lawyer in harrisburg pennsylvania he is leading uh, the trump campaign's legal effort in that state pennsylvania scaringi 51 focuses his practice on business and corporate law and has about 20 years of experience scaringi worked on then rep rick santorum's campaign for the u.s senate in pennsylvania after santorum won in 19 19- 94. Uh, Scarrett Mark, I'm just called Mark because I don't know if I'm saying his last name right. Mark became his legislative correspondent in Washington. Mark returned to Pennsylvania to work for Mark Mike Fisher's campaign for state attorney general and served as an executive assistant to Fisher as an attorney general. So uh, according to his law firm's website, uh, Mark's specialties include contracts, commercial lease agreements, employer-employee relations, employment law, administrative law, federal and state employment and business regulatory matters, and human resources. He is also involved in real estate issues. So uh, he is a member of the American Bar Association. But here you got somebody who's well-versed in Pennsylvania uh, politics and Pennsylvania law. Uh, Then you got number three, Jesse R. Benal. Donald Trump, I'm reading from the Daily Signal, Donald Trump won after you account for the fraud and irregularities that occurred. Jesse Benal, who is representing the Trump campaign in Nevada, said Tuesday. So this is the guy who filed a lot, some lawsuits in Nevada, and I'm not sure where they are right now. Uh, Benal, 41, normally practices law in Alexandria, Virginia, outside Washington, and has experience in political cases, but he also handles business and commercial litigation, First Amendment, and civil rights disputes, white-collar criminal defense and defamation suits. Uh, he is a partner at Harvey and Banal PLLC and president of Paramilitary Strategies, which the law firm owns. The company provides clients such as professional associations, political parties, candidates with procedures for meetings, bylaw, drafting, and interpretation. Um, then we got Sidney Powell. But and, and now again, Sidney Powell has been said she's not part of the Trump legal team. She's not being paid. They've you call it a separate whatever, you know, they went separate ways. The left wants you to think that the Trump team fired her. The left wants you to think that that's, uh, Sidney Paul went so far crazy that the Trump team distanced himself from her. And I'm not sure that is what happened. Uh, in fact, Rudy Giuliani has come out and said that that's not what happened, that they have two different theories that they're pursuing. Sidney Powell is pursuing the theory of massive corruption and election fraud, which has to be uncovered. I mean, what she's doing is a bigger part of this. I mean, if Trump loses his bid for re-election, Sidney Powell, what she's doing is a bigger, it's much bigger 
than what is happening with the presidential election because uh, our nation is at stake. But here's Sidney Powell, what they said about her. Sidney Powell made news recently by calling out potential problems with voting machines made by Dominion voting systems and suggesting that enough evidence will emerge to overturn the election systems. So Powell, 65, became a public figure by representing Trump's former national security advisor, Michael Flynn. Uh, She was a federal prosecutor from 78 to 88, serving as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Western and Northern Districts of Texas. In the Western District, she helped win the conviction of organized crime leader Jimmy Charga or Chagra uh, for continuing criminal enterprises. Uh, Powell became chief of the appellate sections of both court districts and represented the federal government in about 350 appeals cases. She went on to serve as assistant U.S. attorney for the Eastern District of Virginia. Uh, she is now a defense attorney, practices federal appeals cases in the 2nd, 4th, 5th, 9th, 10th, and 11th circuits, as well as before the Supreme Court. According to her website, she represented Merrill Lynch executives in the Enron corporate litigation. Um, so Powell, also I've seen some reporting that she's also, um, uh, and, and I, I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to say because I don't have, I tried to verify it. I didn't didn't that she's also able to uh, practice in military courts which is interesting given what's going on right now so what Powell's doing by the way is in my opinion way bigger than what's going on with the presidential election and I'll talk about that at an, a later time because uh, I want to right now we got 19 days for the presidential election that's where the focus really needs to be Powell's gonna uh, 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 you know said that today is the day that she's filing a case and when that comes out we'll talk about that uh, number five William S Consovoy Consovoy uh, William Consovoy who has experienced arguing before the Supreme Court represented Trump in recent New York state court cases. Consovoy 46 works primarily on appellate cases. Uh, he has been involved in cases on constitutional issues, interpretation and enforcement of federal statutes, administrative law, civil law disputes, among others. Two recent cases he argued before the Supreme Court were Spokio Inc. versus Robbins and Evanwill versus Abbott. Uh, he's a former law clerk to Justice Clarence Thomas, also clerk for Judge Edith H. Jones in the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Fifth Circuit and for the 17th Judicial Circuit of Virginia. So we've got another lawyer who has brought cases and argued cases before the Supreme Court. Pam Bondi. We don't hear much about her right now. Pam Bondi is a former two-term Florida Attorney General elected in 2010 and again in 2014. Bondi, 55, already familiar to viewers of Fox News Channel, became a familiar figure early in 2020 as one of Trump's lawyers during his Senate impeachment trial. She made strong arguments for the president on the Senate floor, but is largely a spokesperson for legal arguments, according to the Washington Post. Bondi gained national prominence while Florida attorneys general and is one of key Republican state attorney generals who sued to overturn the Affordable Care Act, better known as Obamacare. Uh, the Supreme Court upheld the law in 2012. So again, somebody who is very familiar with how this all works. And number seven, of course, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, Giuliani has become a controversial figure in Trump's personal, as Trump's personal lawyer and a central player in the impeachment controversy because of his investigation in Ukraine. Now, Giuliani, off script here, off of what the article, you know, Giuliani is a colorful figure, there's no doubt. But Giuliani, one point, America loved. He was lo- listed as America's mayor. You know, he ran for president, failed miserably, by the way. He ran a horrible campaign. Uh, you, know, you just got to call him out for him. But uh, Giuliani now is vilified. 
He is just absolutely, the left has vilified Giuliani, but Giuliani is a tough cookie. Uh, Giuliani, a native New Yorker, went to work for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington in 1973. He was appointed the attorney in charge of police corruption cases resulting from the high-profile Knapp Commission. He returned to New York in 1977 to go into private practice, but in 1991, Ronald Reagan appointed him as Associate Attorney General, the number three position in the Justice Department. In 1983, Reagan appointed Giuliani as U.S. Attorney for the Southern District of New York. In this role, he gained national prominence for taking on drug dealers and the mafia. Uh, he scored 4,152 convictions, of which only 25 were reversed on appeal. So Giuliani is a bulldog. And uh, you're hearing media, by the way, people in the media saying that Trump thinks Giuliani's embarrassed him. And they cannot give you any names. There are no sources. In fact, an article that I read said, someone familiar with Trump's thinking, someone familiar with how Trump makes decisions, the, no sources. So that someone familiar with Trump's thinking could be anybody in the media because they can claim they're familiar with Trump's thinking. It's ridiculous. So they're trying to paint a wedge between Giuliani and the Trump team right now. And if you watch Giuliani, like they said that it's that press presser that he did a, a week, a week and a half ago, uh, it was last week, I guess, was all over the place. It wasn't. Actually, it was very well put together, and it, it was very well on point, and it was very, uh, the pacing, everything was good. But the press wants you to think Giuliani is losing it, that he's out to lunch, that he's, he's, you know, he, he's going senile. So the press wants you to think that Giuliani is a bad guy and is incompetent, I guess the word I'm looking for. And number eight, the last one, uh, you know, Jay Sekulow. If you know of Jay Sekulow, um, this guy, he's a powerful attorney. Now, Jay Sekulow became a prominent public figure in defending Trump as his personal lawyer during special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation and during the Senate impeachment trial. Uh, Sekulow 64 is chief counsel of the American Center for Law and Justice, a conservative legal group. He has argued 12 cases before the U.S. Supreme Court, many of them religious liberty cases. One case was about allowing public school students to volunteer belonging to Bible clubs at school. More recently, in the case Pleasant Grove City versus Summon, he won a unanimous ruling from the high court to allow governments to accept permanent monuments such as Ten Commandments monuments in public. So this guy, he knows, he knows the Supreme Court. Seculo's a powerful player. He's also a media guy. He's got a podcast or he's got some radio show he does. He's out there. Uh, another um, attorney associated with this is, of course, Jenna Ellis. You see a lot of Jenna Ellis right now. Um, Jenna Ellis is anti. Uh, it, let me try to find this. Jenna Ellis. They they're smearing Jenna Ellis as well too. This is from Fact Files um, that. Jenna Ellis is a constitutional law attorney and the senior legal advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign. She is also an author and an on-air legal analyst for Moody Bible Institute Radio and a contributor to Beltway Confidential blog uh, on the Washington Examiner. Um, she's a Christian, they say. She has a bachelor's art degree in technical journalism, criminal justice from Colorado State University. She received her JD from the University of Richmond Law School in 2011. Uh, she's a constitutional law attorney 
and like I said, the senior legal advisor to the Trump 2020 campaign, and she is a former prosecutor and criminal defense attorney. She is licensed in federal practice and has appeared in litigation on behalf of the U.S. Department of State and the Department of Navy. She began her career at Colorado Attorney General's office as a law clerk. She later became a contract attorney for U.S. Department of State. In 2013, she became a deputy district attorney for Colorado, where she served a year. Um, so where I mentioned that she is, uh, they, they are attacking her, is they're trying to attack her as anti-LGBQ T. Uh, Jenna is anti-LGBT, LBT. Oh, they forgot the Q in this one. My goodness, they're racist or they're homophobes. Uh, her book, Legal Basis for a Moral Constitution, complains that the Supreme Court told the LGBT community that their homosexual lifestyle was not just legal privately, but morally validated openly through government recognition and social celebration and therefore equally as valued as heterosexual unions. And of course, in the left's books, that means they're anti-gay. Anti, uh, we'll just say gay because that LGBT thing is too many words, too many letters, right? Uh, so anyway, because she's come out and said that their lifestyle is just like, you know, should be treated equally, which it should. I thought that's what they wanted. She's anti-gay. But anyway, that's Jenna Ellis, and she, you're seeing a lot of Jenna Ellis right now. Now, another attorney that's been working with the Trump campaign, or actually in conjunction with the, what's going on, is L.L. L. Wood, or L. Lynn Wood. Uh, L. Lynn Wood is a, a no, he's an attorney here in the Atlanta market. He's best known for representing Richard Jewell, uh, the security guard accused in the Central Olympic Park bombing in Atlanta. He's also the one who represented the... Nick Sandman out of that case, uh, I forget where it was, um, uh, it's probably in here somewhere, but basically who the media vilified and he won that case, a huge settlement for Nick Sandman against the media defamation, uh, the media defaming Nick Sandman. So you've got a lot of people working on all this that are pretty well in, you know, known that we've got a lot of um, lawyers here, as you see, that are versed in arguing case in the Supreme Court on the Trump side, because on the Trump side, that's where they're going. That's what he needs. So he's got the people he needs. Now, you can argue all day you want about Rudy Giuliani being a loon, uh, but Giuliani gets things done, and he's a bulldog. Trump needs bulldogs. He needs lawyers that will fight. Now, there are more, many more on the legal team. Those are just the ones that are highlighted. And I could go into Biden's too because he's hired hundreds of lawyers as well. And there's two main lawyers. One is Donald B. Varelli Jr. That's one of his main lawyers. And, he, and another lawyer, let's see if I can find his name. Uh, both of Biden's main lawyers are, were former solicitor generals, uh, Bob Bauer. So... Um, Let's see. Dana Remus, Biden's general counsel, will oversee the developing operations alongside Bob Bauer, former White House counsel, President Barack Obama. So Biden's lawyering up, too. They're both lawyering up. I'll get into maybe Biden's lawyers at a later time. So we're running a little bit long. But uh, Donald Varelli Jr. and Walter Dellinger are the two former general solicitor generals that are oversee campaign special litigation unit for Biden. So I'll talk about those at another time. I'm getting a little long in the tooth here. It's the day before Thanksgiving. I mean, we need some positive stories, some positive spin, and it's just hard to come by these days. So chin up, uh, have resolve. Everything is happening as it should be happening. 
The president has not given in. The president has has the people in place to fight for him. And we're heading, you know, I uh, say we, those of us who are fighting for what's right, fighting for America, fighting for the Constitution, uh, fighting for this nation, this is heading in the direction it only can head. If, if Sidney Powell is right and this massive fraud and corruption is out there, that's a game changer if she can uncover that and we can get our country back on track. But the focal point right now is these 19 days. We have 19 days until the Electoral College meets. So this is what the Trump campaign is working on. Recap, Pennsylvania, looks like it's going to Supreme Court. Wisconsin and Georgia are in the middle of recounts right now. And there are some positive things happening. And in Michigan, we've got the legislature's meeting to discuss this, but that's probably going to head to the Supreme Court as well. Thanks for listening to this uh, long-winded, discombobulated a little bit episode of the PBL Podcast Politics and Brown 